This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. The union was amazing with helping me figure out what formulas were covered. Most of the time you call an 800 number, you never know who you're going to talk to. If you call a union about your health stuff, you're calling and talking to an office, and most of the time you can talk to the same person every time you call. Being on the employer side, I'm glad that we have a company that can do that for employees. They have families that they have issues with. They can just call them and be like, hey, I'm having an issue. How can you help me? And you're talking to the same person every time. To start growing your electrical business, go to IBEWLocal26.org and click Business Opportunities. IBEW Local 26, where electrical contractors come to grow. This is WTOP News. WTOP FM Washington. WWWTFM Manassas. WTLP FM Braddock Heights Frederick. 758. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. Bob Imler in the traffic center. On 395 northbound on the 14th Street Bridge by the old bridge tower, there is a minor crash blocking the right lane. So be alert for that. Brief slowdown getting past it. Once you do, the pace is good. In Virginia, 395 and 95, each without delay. 66 looks good both ways. Around the Beltway, uh, generally quiet. Just a brief slowdown on the interloop passing Connecticut Avenue toward Georgia, but nothing in the way. 95 BW Parkway and 270, each running pretty freely tonight. The WTOP Traffic Center presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows for two full years. WindowNation.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Next, it's Veronica Johnson, 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist. Expect colder conditions overnight with mainly clear skies. Your temperature is 25 to 32 degrees. Tomorrow, a chance for a sprinkle late during the evening, 5 p.m. till 7 p.m. Your high temperature around 50 degrees as clouds increase. And Friday night, tracking snow. We're on winter alert for one to three inches of snowfall. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Reagan National is at 40. BWI Marshall 37 and Dulles 37 degrees. Some of us down to 25 overnight in the suburbs. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. And coming up here, breaking news. Gunfire erupts at the Super... Excuse me. The Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. Killing at least one person, injuring 22, and at least nine of those are children. We've got the latest from the Midwest tonight. Locally, a man accused of shooting police officers early in the day remains barricaded at a home in D.C. It's been more than 12 hours now, and we'll have a report from the scene. Straight talk on the arena deal from an Alexandria council member. Unfortunately, this deal might fall apart. I'm Nick Ainelli. President Biden lashing out against special counsel Robert Hur for a question that was reportedly never asked. During the investigation, we're going in-depth. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. More than 20 people have been wounded, including multiple children, in a shooting as the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally wrapped up. KCTV reporter Neil Jones with more. The victory celebration turned violent. Gunfire. Screams as a horrifying reality set fans, including families, running for their lives. Do we have multiple victims over here? I hear down, 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 everybody down. 
800 law enforcement officers were on site, many running toward the gunfire. Rideshare drivers across the nation chose not to drive today. CBS's Nora O'Donnell explains why. Both Lyft and DoorDash drivers staged a one-day strike today, rallying at airports across the country. The drivers are pushing for better pay and safer working conditions. How much Uber and Lyft drivers make varies drastically depending on local rates and rider demand. CBS News has learned the U.S. has informed Congress of new intelligence about Russian plans to put a nuclear-capable weapon in space that could threaten U.S. satellites. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports. CBS News has learned that what's described as a serious national security threat is related to the launch of a Russian rocket last week carrying a top-secret military payload that is now in orbit. The U.S. has been tracking Russian attempts to develop a nuclear-capable weapon that could take down U.S. satellites knocking out the ability to communicate. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan provided no detail, but didn't deny a threat exists. There are mass evacuations underway overseas as a raid is expected by Israeli troops at a hospital in southern Gaza where the military says Hamas is operating. CBS's Holly Williams has more. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu vowed to press ahead with an offensive in Rafah where around one and a half million people are now living, nearly all of them displaced, many in makeshift camps. The U.S. has warned against the offensive without a credible plan for protecting civilians. Special counsel Jack Smith has urged the U.S. Supreme Court to let former President Trump's 2020 election interference case proceed to trial without further delay. Prosecutors were responding to a Trump team request from earlier in the week, asking for a continued pause in the case as the court considers whether to take up the question of whether the former president is immune from prosecution for official acts in the White House. At St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City... Pope Francis has led a traditional Ash Wednesday Mass to open the season of Lent, a 40-day period of penance that leads to Easter. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. 803 here on WTOP. It's Wednesday night, February 14th, 2024. Reagan National at 40, but we could be all the way down to the mid-20s later. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following tonight. Still developing this evening, we are approaching 13 hours since a man barricaded himself inside a home in southeast D.C. with police surrounding. That man is accused of shooting three D.C. police officers much earlier today. Let's go live to the scene in WTOP's Dick Giuliano. Dick, are you with us? Dick Giuliano, just checking one more time if yep. you're with us. I'm sorry, Dimitri. I am here uh, from Southeast. Uh, in a news conference this evening, D.C. Police Chief Pamela Smith said the standoff by the armed man continues and overnight accommodations are being prepared for residents who have been evacuated from the area. D.C. Police maintain a very large security perimeter in this area. Benning Road Southeast closed both ways between Southern Avenue and East Capitol Street. And the areas immediately surrounding Hannah Place southeast where the shootings occurred. All indications are the gunman remains inside that home on Hannah Place where uh, three D.C. officers were shot earlier when they attempted to serve an arrest warrant this morning. The officers are okay. Chief Smith says they were shot in the hands and feet. A fourth officer was treated at the scene for minor injuries. 
Smith says the officers are in good spirits. The man continued to fire from the home throughout the day as this standoff drags on. And when asked how long police will be patient, Smith said during an earlier news conference, as long as it takes in order for us to bring the suspect into custody. Reporting live from Southeast, Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. This is Kate Ryan. The Humane Rescue Alliance had been investigating a case of animal cruelty at the home where three D.C. police officers were shot while trying to serve an arrest warrant. The HRA said in a statement that its own field services director was present but not injured and that the suspect apparently fired through the door of the home. The HRA investigates over 1,800 complaints of animal cruelty each year and has five humane officers who follow up on those complaints on a 24-hour basis. The nonprofit organization said in its statement that it cannot offer details about the cruelty case involved, but will provide more information when possible. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Stay with us here on WTOP as that barricade situation goes on tonight. We know the plan to potentially move the Caps and Wizards to a new arena in Alexandria is far from a done deal. One Alexandria council member, for example, speaking with us here at WTOP, tells us just how much work is still ahead. This is all a long, complicated process. A process that involves getting the plan passed in Virginia's General Assembly. If that happens, it would then need approval from the Alexandria City Council. Council member Kanek Agura tells WTOP if it gets to that point, it would take six to eight months of public engagement before any vote actually happen in Alexandria. This is a complex deal and it's a very fragile deal. There's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of steps that need to get processed and if they don't, unfortunately this deal might fall apart. He says some of the main concerns council members have center around whether Alexandria would get enough funding in the deal for transportation improvements and affordable housing. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. A TikTok ban failed in the General Assembly in Richmond. The GOP effort was aimed at preventing kids in Virginia from using the highly popular video sharing app. The bill died in a House of Delegates committee after concerns were raised about how the ban would be enforced. Lawmakers also questioned why the General Assembly should single out one company at a time of rising concern from parents about the overall effect of social media on young people. The company says it works hard to protect teenagers' well-being on the app. It also argues that bans like the one that was proposed in Virginia raise significant First Amendment concerns. Maryland's Attorney General is expanding his probe into the Catholic Church. Maryland Matters reports Anthony Brown is asking anyone who was a victim of child sex abuse in the Maryland locations of the Archdiocese of D.C. and the Diocese of Wilmington to testify in its investigation. The office says we're grateful to all survivors who have come forward. We encourage those who haven't yet but may be ready to do so now. Last year, the Attorney General's office released a nearly 500-page report on its investigation of child sex abuse by clergy in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. A partnership with VCU is now helping Prince William County fill openings at schools that are hard to staff. WTOP Scott Gelman tells us it puts college students in the classroom. Before this, I was a substitute teacher, so it's different. But now I feel like I can, like, blend in and help her out. Four days a week, Monica Claybeau works here at Leesylvania Elementary. As part of the program, she's getting paid to teach, and her tuition is covered. It's, you know, inspiring to be, because that's what I want to do. I want to be a teacher. Alondra is her mentor and is teaching here. She's been doing a great job with vocabulary, going over the skills. A state grant is helping pay for the program 
program. Once they finish their coursework, students like Monica get full-time jobs in the county. Virginia State Superintendent Lisa Coons. We are seeing a teacher shortage. We're seeing a national teacher shortage. But there are ways that we are really impacting that and doing things differently. In Prince William County, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Coming up on WTOP, I guess it's a good news, bad news story. D.C. loses another major corporate headquarters, although it's not moving far. We've got more ahead. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather are on the 8s and when it breaks. Going to Bob Imler in the traffic center. Around the Beltway in Maryland and in Virginia, traffic is running pretty well. In Virginia, heading into the district on 395 North on the inbound 14th Street Bridge. There was a crash along the right side by the old bridge tower in the main lanes. There's a brief slowdown getting past it once you do. The pace is good. Going south on 395 toward the Beltway and then on 95 all the way down toward Fredericksburg and beyond, you are good to go. No delays. 66 is running well in both directions. Maryland side on 5 and 301, still heavy getting into Brandywine Crossing, still working on the crash near Chad's Ford Drive. 50 to the Bay Bridge is without delay. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway as well as 270 all cleared out. Go electric, the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitzmall.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Next, it's Veronica Johnson. She is 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. I'm tracking two weather makers over the next couple of days. A weak one for tomorrow, maybe a sprinkle, a stronger one for Friday. Late overnight, chance for some snow. This evening, again, our temperatures falling with some scattered clouds by morning, 25 to 32 degrees. Colder start for tomorrow and a high temperature tomorrow around 50 degrees your chance of a sprinkle will be during the evening hours five six seven o'clock then that system is out of here bigger system for friday again we're on winter alert for the accumulating snowfall tracking one to three inches i'm seven news chief meteorologist veronica johnson in the first alert weather center for belvoir 38 foggy bottom 41 and silver spring 36 degrees some of us all the way down to 25 overnight we're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money News, 10 and 40 past the hour with Jeff Claybaugh. Big real estate firm CoStar is moving its longtime D.C. headquarters to a high-rise in Roslyn that it just bought. Cisco Systems will cut 5% of its workforce. That's 4,000 jobs. Stock trading platform Robinhood says it signed up another 420,000 new accounts last quarter. Investor deposits grew 21%. The Dow finished Wednesday session up 152 points. The S&P 500 index up 48. That was 1%. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Asia-Pacific markets higher. South Korea's Kospi is up a quarter percent. Tokyo stocks up 1% so far. Still ahead on WTOP, this is a new development and exclusive reporting from NBC News that President Biden is attacking special counsel Robert Hur for asking him when his son Beau died. But sources are now telling NBC that question was never posed. We'll dig into that with some breaking news next on WTOP. Picture this, an important video call that goes off smoothly. Another successful transaction completed seamlessly. Files flying from device to device. All because your network is keeping your entire business ecosystem connected. So, is it possible to find business internet you can really rely on? It is with Comcast Business. Keeping businesses of all kinds up and running with a network powered by 99.9% reliability. Plus, advanced security to help outsmart threats to your data and your customers' data too. 
And for peace of mind, Comcast Business even offers 24-7 customer support. All from the largest, fastest, reliable network for small businesses. With Comcast Business, reliable business internet isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. Call for details. Coming up later this half hour, it was one marriage ceremony after another in a local courtroom on this day and night of love. Stay with us. It's a new year. Perfect time for a change. Do you have a well-loved vehicle that you no longer need or that's too expensive to fix? Save your money and donate your vehicle to Melwood. Donating is fast, free, and easy. Call today to donate and have your car picked up as early as tomorrow. To get started, call 1-877-MELWOOD or visit melwood.org forward slash radio. That's melwood.org forward slash radio. If you're a worker in the district who has recently experienced job loss, the D.C. Department of Employment Services is here to help you file for benefits. And DOES's new and improved unemployment insurance benefit system is a one-stop shop where you can file claims easily. To file for unemployment benefits, residents must create an ID.me profile and verify their identity, so don't delay. To learn more or sign up for your ID.me account, visit does.dc.gov or visit an American Job Center near you. Are you joining us at the most important gathering of cybersecurity and risk leaders of the year? Gartner Security and Risk Management Summit is returning at the Gaylord National Convention Center June 3rd through June 5th in National Harbor, Maryland. Network with more than 4,000 industry-leading peers and attend research-backed sessions covering your top priorities, including cloud security, threat detection, ransomware, zero trust, and more. Special $875 discount for government and public sector employees. Register at Gartner.com slash U.S. slash security risk. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It is 814 and I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks for being with us. One particular line in special counsel Robert Hur's report on President Biden's handling of classified documents has become a famous focal point for President Biden as he defended himself before reporters last week. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, wasn't any of their damn business. But tonight, two people familiar with her's nearly five-hour interview of the president say that question was never asked. NBC News Justice and Intelligence Correspondent Ken Delanian broke the story. Ken is with us now live. Thank you for a bit of your time tonight and good to talk to you again, Ken. What does all this mean? And tell us more about your reporting here and how what did and didn't happen in the interview. Good to be with you, Dimitri. So look, reasonable people can disagree about whether it was appropriate for the special counsel to cite Mr. Biden's alleged memory lapse about the date of his son's death in the report as an example of his faltering memory. But um, one thing that sources familiar with the interview are telling me is that Rob Hur, the special counsel, did not bring it up first, did not ask the question, which is the impression you got from that clip you played of, of the president saying, when I was asked, I thought it was none of their business. He was never asked, according to the sources I'm speaking to. Uh, it came up organically. Uh, Mr. Biden brought it up because he was talking about the period when he was working after he left the vice presidency in a rented home in Virginia with a ghostwriter working on a memoir about the death of his son. And that's when he was recorded on tape saying, I found all the classified stuff downstairs. And Mr. Hur was trying to figure out what was going on there and whether a crime had been committed, whether Biden willfully kept classified materials. Ultimately, he decided that there was no crime. 
Um, but he, he part of his reasoning for not bringing charges, he said, was Mr. Biden's failing memory. And he used uh, his inability to remember the date of his son's death as an example. And what I'm told is this wasn't just a, a matter of a slip of a date or something. There was legitimate confusion on Mr. Biden's part about the sequence of events as he was trying to remember what happened. Bo Biden died in 2015. He was in the Virginia House between 2016 and 2018. Um, and so the White House seized on this because they knew a lot of people would be angry about Mr. Herr uh, injecting his son's death into this special counsel's report. And they've been using it to attack the special counsel. And some people believe they've been using it to distract from some significant findings in the Herr report. So my question now is, and I'm not in this question trying to sweep anything under the rug, but uh, who brought it up? Is that really a key uh, key point here, uh, the, the fact that it was included? But it's still important to know that it, it was the president who brought it up and not something that the prosecutors introduced into the conversation. I, I think it's only important because President Biden gave the public the impression that the special counsel was quizzing him on the date of his son's death, which a lot of people struck a lot of people as, as unfair. In fact, Eric Holder, the former attorney general, was on television the other day saying, why was he asking that question? What did that have to do with classified documents? That's a fair question, but that's not what happened. And that's why I wanted to get to the bottom of that with this reporting. The question of whether uh, Mr. Hur should have ever mentioned the death of his son in this report, that's a different question. Pe- people can disagree about that. President Biden is outraged that he did mention it. White House officials are outraged. Uh, so, you know, and, and many other people agree with him. Do you uh, think that based on your, your new reporting, it changes the perception of how gratuitous this report was, if at all? You know, because as you know, that's a central question here. It should have been uh, just the facts, ma'am, kind of report, or, or maybe her was in the right to include some of this, this texture, shall we say? Yeah, I think that's going to be an ongoing debate. I've heard lawyers, former prosecutors on both sides of this. Some say the memo that her was writing was a confidential memo to the attorney general, which was designed to explain why he wasn't bringing charges. And as part of that, he had to include the salient facts about Mr. Biden's, what he viewed as faulty memory. Other people say, no, it was gratuitous. He should have known it was going to be made public. It wasn't hers decision to make it public. It was Merrick Garland's decision. And he's done that with every special counsel report. In fact, every special counsel and independent counsel report going back to the 70s has been made public. It's a, it's a weird situation because normally the Justice Department doesn't talk about the conduct of people it doesn't charge, doesn't impugn people who don't have a chance to defend themselves, except in the case of these special counsel reports. Some people think that's unfair, but that's the system. Those are the rules. We appreciate your, your new reporting here, Ken, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dimitri. Ken Delanian, live on WTOP, NBC News, Justice and Intelligence Correspondent. Now we're going to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. Well, that was a quick crash and now quickly gone. Northbound 395 on the 14th Street Bridge. Lanes are now open. Nothing left to see there. Around the Beltway in Maryland and Virginia, traffic continues to run well. Not a whole lot happening on the Virginia side on 395 and 95. Pace is good. The travel lanes are open there and running well on 66. And uh, in Maryland, southbound on uh, 301, they're still working on the crash at Chad's Ford Drive. That's been there for quite a while now. 50 to the Bay Bridge is without delay. Briefly slow getting onto the Bay Bridge as they set up tonight's uh, maintenance work pattern there. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway doing all right. I believe they may have set up a work zone on eastbound 100 um, east of uh, uh, the Baltimore-Washington Parkway and near Arundel Mills once again tonight and down to a single lane there and 270 in great shape both ways. 
Budget Blinds wants to know, is the morning sun waking you up too early? Greater Baltimore and Georgetown homeowners, contact your local Budget Blinds to help lock out the morning sun. Visit BudgetBlinds.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. And now to Veronica Johnson. She's 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. Mainly clear skies overnight. Temperatures will be down to about 25 to 32 degrees, so a colder start to your day tomorrow. But not too bad for tomorrow at all. We'll have a lot of high clouds moving in, and there may be a sprinkle with the next weather maker, especially north and west of the district. High temperature around 50 for Thursday, under 50 degrees for Friday. Here comes another system and another chance of snow. This time it's Friday night going into Saturday morning. Your best chance of accumulating snowfall midnight until 7 a.m. and a chance that we could see that snow stick 2 a.m. until 7 a.m. Saturday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. College Park 35, Fairfax City 37, National Mall 41. Getting really cold in some suburbs. We could be down to 25 degrees overnight. Top stories we're working on on WTOP. A shooting at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, Missouri. It kills at least one person. 22 or more injured now, including some children. And for more than 12 hours, we're coming up on 13 hours now. There's been a standoff between a man and D.C. police at a home in Southeast. The man is accused of shooting three officers early today. And WTOP is on the scene. Keep it here for full details on these stories and more in minutes. Next, we'll tell you why the National Archives here in D.C. had to be evacuated this afternoon. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. Don't be impressed when you hear someone settle their case for what may seem like lots of money. $500,000 seems like lots of money until you learn they lost both legs, had a brain injury, or were paralyzed and can never work again. All law firms are not the same. To see what your case may be worth, go to ForThePeople.com and look at our verdicts and settlements for cases just like yours. Look before you leave. Hire the right lawyer. Morgan & Morgan. Visit ForThePeople.com for an office near you. Can you lower your blood pressure more with Tai Chi than with heavy cardio? We've got that story coming up. United Bank has a long history of safe, sound, and secure banking practices, providing customers in our region peace of mind for decades. This commitment earned United Bank the title of most trustworthy bank in America by Newsweek this year. With a responsive team, local decision-making, and personal service, United Bank is proud to be the community bank of the nation's capital and the most trustworthy bank in America. To learn more, visit bankwithunited.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The time to save is now at Marlowe Furniture's President's Day Savings Event. Fresh looks, new styles, save an extra 20% off Marlowe's new everyday low prices. Plus, get free delivery or choose 60 months no interest financing. Unprecedented deals. Sofas, save $350. Queen beds, save $550. Five-piece dining sets, save $300. Reclining sofas, save $550. Don't miss Marlowe's greatest President's Day sale. Save an extra 20% off and free delivery at Marlowe Furniture with the area's largest showrooms under one roof since 1955. It's 8.20. We're glad to have you here tonight on WTOP and new. An update now on that deadly stabbing in a trade school in Manassas we were telling you about yesterday. Prince William County police say officers shot 26-year-old Philip Austin Brandt after spotting him outside the school building with a knife. Brandt is accused of walking into a classroom at the school and stabbing two students. 23-year-old Elijah Safadi of Manassas died. Another student is in the hospital in critical condition. Police say they still don't know what led to this attack. New this evening, the National Archives building and galleries here in D.C. were evacuated this afternoon after two protesters dumped red powder on the protective case around the U.S. Constitution. This happened about 2.30 p.m. There was no damage to the Constitution itself. A video posted on X shows two men 
covered in this reddish-pink powder, standing in front of the equally splattered glass that houses the Constitution. They said, we're determined to foment a rebellion. They said, we all deserve clean air, water, food, and a livable climate. Police then led the pair away. This Valentine's Day, love was in the air at D.C. 